You're listening to Your Woo Woo Best Friend, a no BS approach to wellness, spirituality, manifestation, and all things mystical. Hello, my friends. This is Andy. Welcome to Your Woo Woo Best Friend. We have exciting news to celebrate with you today. You've made this show, Your Woo Woo Best Friend, your favorite podcast for almost a year and a half now. We are at 65 episodes, I think, and counting. And we've hit some pretty incredible milestones since our launch of the show in February of 2021. We've had the opportunity to interview incredible people like my bestie, Elsie Larson, Jaleesa Cypress, Kim Kranz of The Wild Unknown, Shanna Lee, Christy Christensen, Jai Dev Singh, Terrell Cherry, Shidea Caldwell of Black Girl Magic, Doug Cartwright of The Shift, and so many more. Keyonce of Millennial Soul Food. Oh my gosh, I could just go on and on about the amazing guests that we've had. And we have another interview today with a woman I would say is quite a dreamboat. I'll introduce you to her in just a second. But back to that exciting news. So we've received many doting reviews from you. And we've been climbing the spirituality charts, reaching number 12 to being in the top 25 in countries like Australia and Italy and New Zealand and India, to name a few. And we couldn't be more grateful to have you alongside of us for this journey. To thank you, we've been hosting a $100 giveaway. That's the news is the giveaway is still running. Yes, we're literally giving away cash money, honey, just for listening to your favorite podcast. So how do you win? Here's what you have to do. Listen to the most recent episodes. Start with three things I've learned about risk taking and or any other favorites, to be honest. And then leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Screenshot the review and DM it to us at your woo woo BFF on Instagram. And then share the review or something that you love about our show on your Instagram stories. Make sure to tag us at your woo woo BFF. And that's it. The giveaway ends on June 12th. We'll be announcing the winner on our Instagram page for the show on June 13th. And if you cannot get enough of the show, we have been highlighting some of our most popular episodes in our newsletter. So go back and give some of those a listen. Number one most popular episode is My Best Friend Shares Her Woo Woo Journey, Astrology, Aura Readings, and Past Lives with Elsie Larson. I'm super excited because Elsie's going to be here in LA with me tomorrow to go do some wedding dress shopping. So we'll be sharing lots of behind the scenes of that process. I've been vision boarding the dress and just being prepared to go with the flow. I feel like that's the move. Okay, another one of our most popular episodes is Edible Wild Plants with the mom and daughter team behind my favorite beverage, my coffee substitute, the drink that got me off of like multiple cups of coffee a day, Dandy Blend. That episode has done so well. Their story is so inspiring. The story of bringing that product to life, which was something that was created from their grandfather and father, it's a mom and daughter team that I talked to, is really special. He was an herbalist and had such a beautiful relationship with plants. So hear all about that episode. And then another episode that's been incredibly popular is one of our early episodes, Infinite Possibilities, Psychic Senses, and Quantum Living with astrologer Jaleesa Cypress. And then lastly, top episode, Becoming a Master of Manifestation with Shanna Lee of The Soul Frequency. So go give those a listen if you've missed those episodes. Today, we have a really special guest. I'm so excited to introduce you to... Marley Rose Harris. She's a business and money coach. She's here to inspire individuals to step into what feels good and what is in alignment with their highest selves. By teaching the necessary mindset and business strategies, Marley reveals how to live a life of freedom, 
because everyone deserves to live an easeful and abundant life influenced by their passions and their deepest desires. Marley and I had a wonderful conversation both here on this show, which you're going to hear in just a moment, and also over on her show. We talked solo travel, how we built We We, the blog, and how we were able to get it from a little baby blog that I built in New Orleans to what's become a resource hub for education and courses and all sorts of amazing additional experiences like retreats and workshops with close to a half a million readers each month. So I share a bit about that story. So I encourage you to go listen to that episode over on Marley's show. And of course, be inspired by her story here on this show. So let's get into it. Welcome, welcome, Marley Rose Harris. Hi, Marley. How are you? I'm good. I'm so excited to be here. I am so happy to have you. And we've had an opportunity to record on your show. So now I have you here on your Woo Woo Best Friend. So welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. And you are right now, as we, we record, you're in the beautiful jungle in Bali. And I was just telling you that I'm going to get to be back there again next spring. So you're giving me all the all the vibes, all the wonderlust being there. Yeah, I've been here for the past year and a half. So I've been here like during the pandemic and it was so blissful because <laughs> it was so quiet. You know, we were like, it was just expats living here. There was no tourists, but now the tourists are coming back in. And I'm so happy for Bali because, you know, it's their whole economy like lives on tourism. So I'm really happy for Bali, but I'm like, oh my God, it's so busy. <laughs> Yeah, it's such a special place and how amazing to have that time to have had it just kind of to yourself. And of course, it's great that the tourists can come back because it's a country so reliant on that. But I'm, I'm, I can't, I can only imagine what it would be like to have it to yourself for some time. It was once in a lifetime. I, I kept having to be like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Because we would go to places that I would have gone to previously that were like big tourist destinations and we would be the only ones there. And I had to say to my partner, I'm like, babe, like, this doesn't happen. Like, usually there's like hundreds of people here, you know, like, you know, that, um, that like peninsula in Nusa Panita that like looks like a dragon kind of, it's so popular. And we went there one day and we were the only ones there and he had never been to Bali before. So he just thought that was normal. And I was like, no, like usually you wouldn't even, I remember going last time and I couldn't even see it because there were so many people and it was kind of just like that. And also all everywhere here like had specials. So we were staying in hotels that were usually like thousands of dollars a night for like a couple hundred dollars. So it was, it was so magical and so special. Um, but yeah, I actually am really happy. And I also invested in a villa here as well. So that's on Airbnb now. So I'm really happy that the tourists are back as well. <laughs> Tell me a little bit about your story. Who was young baby Marley before she became this independent woman traveling the world and living in places like Bali? Okay, let's go back. Let's go back. So I think, you know, I'm from Canada. I'm from a, actually a really small town in Canada. Shout out to Thornbury, Ontario. Um, and as a small child, I always craved this bigger life for myself. Um, I was near Toronto, like I was near it. And so I always like dreamed of, you know, moving to Toronto, living this big city life. And I actually had this like deep calling also to move to LA. Like there were so many times where I'd be like really young and I like looking up flights to LA and being like, how can I move to LA <laughs> at like 14? <laughs> it, I just was like, I don't know. It was just like this deep calling in me that like, felt like I was constrained and I just wanted to like break free and was like I want to travel the world experience big things you know and just and just you know go on a big adventure that's kind of what I was craving deeply and so you know I did do some traveling throughout my years like younger years but once I went into university you know I my parents were entrepreneurs 
And so that's actually what I didn't want. I saw what entrepreneur life was like. I was like, hell no. I want stability. I want benefits. I want a constant paycheck, you know? So I was like, I'm going to university. I went for business and I was like, I want to be a CEO. Like I want to run a company, but I want to work for someone else because I want that stability and that like, you know, no, no unknown essentially. And so- Mm. During that time, I also started designing websites for friends. It was actually my my hairdresser was like, Marla, I need a website. Will you like make me a website? And I was like, I've never made a website before, but like, sure, I'll give it a go. You know, I just I was just saying yes to everything. And um, so I was like doing kind of like websites on the side. It really was it was like paying for my like drinkings on the weekend. Like it wasn't paying for anything. <laughs> um, but it was really fun and it was really exciting. And um and then I finished university and I thought, okay, like I'm done university. I'm going to get a job right away. Absolutely not. I, since when I would go home, like either you work in a restaurant or you work in a restaurant because it's a very tourist town. So my resume was like server for like four years. And so when I was applying to these agencies and things, everyone wouldn't even look at my resume. So I was like, right, I need to like start my own business back home so I can put stuff on my resume so I can get hired. It was like still my in my brain. I'm like, I need to get, and I really desired to get hired from someone else. So I really started to kind of take the website design thing seriously. Um, when I worked at a restaurant, I would actually ask them, like, can I do your social media? And I just saw this niche back home of people, you know, owning these businesses, small business owners, but they had no idea how to do social. And this was kind of like when this was all kicking off. And I was like, well, I know how to do this. So I started this business called Marley Rose Consulting and I would help small business owners do that. But again, I was like 18 at the time. So I was a hot mess and I was like, you know, partying, like working, serving, you know, just like all over the place was not connected to anything at all. (laughs) But I was making it work. Then when I graduated from college, I went and did a marketing graduate program because I was like, right, I still want to get hired. Like, how do I get myself hireable? And then fast forward to that, like when that degree was coming to an end, it was only a year. But during that time, I really started to like, you know, I started to work on my mindset. I started meditating. I started work moving my body. I started creating rituals for myself, morning routines, and my entire life changed everything, my mindset changed. I was, my anxiety like went away, like just so much happened to me that I was like, oh Mm -hmm. my gosh. And again, this was really in the beginning of like, my mom was like, oh Marla, you should try meditating. I was like, what's meditating? Like it wasn't even a word that I knew of. And so I started to take that really seriously. And I was like, oh my gosh. And I started eating I would remove gluten and dairy from my diet. And I was just like, oh my gosh, all these beautiful things happened to my body. And I was like, I want to share this with the world. So I started, you know, really getting into Instagram, really sharing my knowledge, sharing my story and like helping other people learn these tools that have been so powerful to me. And that changed me. That like actually changed me because I was like, oh my gosh, I actually have a message to share. And it made me realize Like, I don't need to be a CEO of someone else's business. Like, I can be my own CEO. And similar to your story, is like, I saw these people doing it online. I saw people working and traveling and, you know, being digital nomads, which again, wasn't really something that was talked about. I'm (laughs) talking, I love how my story, I'm like talking about back in the day, this is literally like four years ago. Um, (laughs) And I was just seeing these people on Instagram. And I'm like, okay, well, if they can do it, I can do it. And I had this crossroad in my life, which is I finally got the job opportunity. I got offered a job that was a good comfy salary, benefits, you know, everything that I desired. And or I had this other opportunity, which was actually through my college. Um, and it was a summer program to start your own business. And they gave you money to start your own business, but you had to apply to work to it or so, apply to join it. And so I was at this crossroad. I was like, okay, either I accept this job or I apply to get into this, you know, summer program, which is a risk. Um, but on that side is like starting my business, living this life of freedom really actually at this time, my biggest goal was to move to Australia. I was like really called to move to Australia. Mm. And 
I literally took this big, I just took a leap. And ironically, the, the, like the group that I, the summer program was called leap in. <laughs> and I was like, okay, wow. I'm taking this big leap. And I declined the job opportunity, which actually felt really good. I was like, okay, this is my step towards freedom. And I took my business seriously. I started to actually take my business seriously. You know, I create a website. I create an Instagram for this business. And at this time, it was actually creating websites and logos, which had started again from just like a side passion. Kind of like, oh, this is really fun. And I actually like doing this and I'm making money. Um, And I really went all in on that. So that was back in 2018. And then, um, so I started that journey of, okay, I'm an entrepreneur. And it was just so funny because I was like, it was something I was avoiding for my whole life, but the entrepreneur life found me. (laughs) And it was like, we're doing this. So I was hustling. I had, you know, a couple other jobs to like keep the lights on, but I was so happy because I was like, oh my gosh, I could like go to LA. I could go to Hawaii. You know, I could do all these things and work online and still make money. And I really felt like I, I hit the jackpot and I couldn't believe it was my life. And I was so, you know, so excited. It was just such an exciting time for me. And again, it's not like everything kicked off right away. It was like, I had a couple of clients when I launched, but to me, that was the world. Anyways, fast forward. And a year later, I quit all my safety nets, all like I was serving, I actually ended up working at Leap In as their marketing director. And I quit all those. And I was like, okay, I'm going all in on this business. And I had a one way ticket to Bali. And I was like, I'm just going to figure this out. It's just going to, I'm just trusting. And I took a big leap again, which was like, I'm just going to trust that I will be supported. And, you know, if it doesn't work out, I can, the corporate job will always be there. And that was two and a half years ago. And I haven't been to back to Canada since. And my business has been through a few renditions now of what I'm doing today. Um, But I would not change it for the world. Again, entrepreneurship is definitely one of the hardest things I've ever had to do. It's it's the biggest mindset Olympics, <laughs> I think, possible. <laughs> um, yeah. So much deep healing, so much learning about yourself. But again, I would not change this type of freedom and this type of lifestyle for anything. Oh, so good. So good. So you graduated from school, you started the consulting business, and then here you are launching your company, Rose Designs, and you've said that launching that business was a day that changed your life forever. And now you're really having this opportunity to like live this dream, travel and explore the world in a way that you had dreamed of when you were a little tiny person. Tell me a bit about that leap. So it's like it's like the Olympics. It is completely terrifying. And yet you coach women on how to do that today. So tell me, tell me about that first step when you were like, here we go, starting the business. This is changing my life forever. Yeah. So that day when I started Rose Designs, I believe I I've heard this saying before, which is like when you take a step in yourself, you are proving to the world that you believe in what you do. So I think in that day I was proving to myself of like. I, even though I'm so scared (laughs) and, you know, all the like ego thoughts of like everything that go wrong, I knew deep down that this felt so good. And this was my chance to prove to myself, like, I believe in this and, and waiting for the magic to kind of show up and, and meet me where I was at, you know, like I believe in it and I know it's, I know I am capable of this and then waiting for like the universe or God, whatever, you know, word you use, um, to kind of meet me there and be like, okay, yeah, you like show me the way and show me how this is going to be possible for me. Cause I couldn't see it, but I always teach, like, you don't have to know the how the how is actually none of your business. And I think when we start big things, especially businesses, it's like, we get so caught up in the how it's like, well, how am I going to make, how am I going to get clients? How am I going to get my first $10,000 a month, you know, how am I going to, you know, so much how, but in hindsight, 
you can never expect the things that happen that fall into place. Like, I'll look back at things that happened to me and I was like, oh my God, I could have never predicted that in a million years, you know, because the universe is ready to, sh- to give you magic, but you have to let it and you have to let the universe show up for you. And almost, and this has actually been a lesson for me these past couple of weeks. It Like the lessons never stop, <laughs> um, which is really surrendering and trusting that you are yeah. supported. And I know it's hard, but stop trying to like future-proof everything that could go wrong and really step back and be like, okay, I believe in this, I trust this, and I'm just going to take inspired action. But but also leaving room for magic, I think is so powerful. So in the beginning, that's really like, in hindsight, I didn't know I was doing that, but now I can backtrack and be like, okay, yeah, I am grateful for having that mindset during that time of like, kind of like Jesus take the wheel type thing of like, okay, I'm along for this journey. I don't like, I I have an idea of how I want it to look, but I'm also really open to where life takes me. And for two years, I built this design business where I was doing websites, branding. And, you know, that gave me time and financial freedom. Um, sorry, sorry, location and financial freedom because I was able to work from anywhere in the world as long as I had a Wi-Fi connection. And I was making more money than I ever thought imaginable. Um, you know, that that salary position that I got offered, my business was making like that yearly salary in a month. And you know, that was through a lot of money mindset work and the things, the tools that I was talking about earlier. And I was like, holy crap, like what's going on here? And a lot of people were reaching out to me being like, Marley, how, you know, it was only like a year and a half into business when a lot of success was coming in. And, uh, and everyone was like, Marley, how are you doing this? Like everyone back home was like, Marley, how are you just like, you know, like living in Australia, living in Bali, like all like, how are you doing? I was like, well, guys, it's so easy. Like, you just do this, this, this. And they're like, oh, like, we don't know that. And so it became very apparent to me of, like, what my true calling was. And and I had a deep knowing as well. Like, when I started the design business, I knew that wasn't my my calling, my purpose in life. It was, like, what I call a stepping stone or a bridge manifestation to what oh, I'm yeah. doing today. So good. Because... Yeah, I was literally back in like college and I'd be talking about like like when I worked in corporate like or corporate, but when I had that like part-time job working at Leap In and I was like, oh, like manifestation, Mercury retrograde. I like had my crystals and everyone's like, Marley, you're crazy. <laughs> and I was like, think what you want, but like just watch me, you know? And I actually remember back then being like, you know, with my vision board and I came in one day being like, guys, I'm going to own a villa in Bali. And they're like, yeah, right. Like, how are you going to do that? And I'm like, I don't know. I just have this feeling. I, and I just deep knowing that I will own a villa in Bali. And like, I'm just like, watch me. Literally watch me. So, you know, now I've transitioned to helping teach others how to live this life of time, location, financial freedom. And that leap actually happened a year, like January 2020. And that was actually probably the scariest leap because I had proven to myself that I could, you know, create like location and financial freedom. I was making more money than I thought was possible for me and and that I'd ever seen anyone create in my circle. And, you know, I was having so much success, but I was miserable. I was, I was actually crying most nights of just like, I'm so miserable. I'm a prisoner to my business. I, if I want to take a day off, like my business takes a day off. And I grew the business to a point that was, you know, I'm also a mini gen. So I just said yes to everything. And at one, you know, I had a team of five, but we had 40 clients and at all times, and it was just madness. <laughs> and I just built the business to such a point that I'm like, okay, the next level is like making a team of 10. Like, and, and that's actually not what I wanted. I was like, I'm craving this life of teaching others how to live a life of this, this, you know, to live anywhere in the world and, you know, fulfill their purpose. And, you know, because even though I was like miserable, I had, I was so happy up until this point that I basically created a beast. (laughs) And so it was really that, that was not making me happy, but everything else before that, everything that I built, I was like, oh my gosh, so many people that I'm talking to are sitting at home in their nine to five 
miserable, wanting to live this life of freedom, feeling called to this bigger purpose, but don't know how to get there. And I do. I And so then last year, I just, it, this is so bally of me, but I was sitting in a Kundalini class and with my beautiful teacher. And I had this like download of, I was like, you need to let go of the business. Like I was holding on to it so much of like, I can make it work. I can make it work. And I could also step into my purpose and this passion, but it was like, I just had to let it go. And, and again, this is a beautiful lesson of like, my intuition was like, you just have to let it go. But everyone that I talked to about it was like, are you insane? Like, are you insane? You know, you've built this business for yourself. It's like, you have had so much success in it. Like, why would you let it go? I'm like, I just can't explain it to you. But I just know in my intuition, it's energetically done. I've graduated from it. And it's time for me to step into my power, into my purpose and share this message that I'm, you know, it's time for me to share with others. So, you know, everything that I was so scared of ended up proving me wrong because when you take a big leap, I believe that the universe rewards you immensely. So, you know, I started this coaching business and a month later, my monthly income was back to what I was already making before due to something called energetic minimums, which I didn't know at the time. But when you are used to something in your nervous system and your subconscious is like, oh, yes, this is safe for us. It's very easy to get back up to that. So like if you're nine to five, you know, making let's say you're making three thousand dollars a month and then you start your new business, it's actually going to be very easy for you. I shouldn't say the word easy, but energetically it's an easy match for you to match back up with that monthly salary. So again, a lot of the things that we're so scared of, the universe is like, haha, like this is, it's fine. Like it'll just get you back up there. Um, so wow, very long answer to your question. I just, I kind of had two big leaps in the past two years. And it was really actually the second one for me that was the scariest because at that point I had more to lose. Um, whereas the first one, I was like young out of college. I was like, I have nothing to lose. I'm just going to go for it. You know, whereas like I felt in the second leap, I had more to lose. Um, but that one brought me much more wisdom because now I have just such a deep cemented knowing of when you take a big leap, you are rewarded so deeply. And so now it's like almost like, okay, what higher like mountain can I climb to like leap off of? Cause that's when the true growth and transformation happens, I believe. Yeah, that's two major leaps, really kind of back to back. And that second one, especially, it's like, wait a minute, you just grew this business to this like place that people only dream of. And now you're making this transition again, and you're doing this from really this intuitive hit, this divine guidance that you know you need to follow. But you, seem to have been someone that was having really great successes when you listened to intuition. So it seems like the more you dialed into that, the more things expanded for you. And I love that idea of the energetic minimums. It's like you knew what was possible. You innately knew what you were capable of. So while it was this really massive leap, a second time, you already had proven to yourself that you were someone who could jump and really fly when you did it. So that's really, that's just really empowering in itself. What tips would you give to someone who's listening and who's like, okay, this is so inspiring. And I'm like, just standing here ready to take the first step towards a big leap. What tips would you give them if they had this same vision of creating this beautiful life of freedom for themselves? Such a good question. So I think a lot of the time people feel like they have to, you know, just like quit their job and like, you know, end everything and like start all over. And that actually really works for some people. For some people, that's kind of what they have to do, you know, um, just based on their personality type. They're like, I just need to end ties here and move on. And that's kind of the energy that I had for my second leap. I was like, I know I just need to end ties. It's like, I'm done with that. And I need to clear space for this new thing to come through. However, in my first leap, um, this was really about creating a really safe space for me to leap. And 
my nervous system was not ready for a big leap. My brain was not ready for a big leap, like a big, big leap. So what I did is that while I was building my business, like I said, I did, I served in the evenings like as a waitress. And then I also worked at that, um, the leap (laughs) at big leap or sorry, leap in, um, doing their marketing part-time. So I had two like safety nets that as I was growing my business and as I was creating evidence for myself that, okay, I can do this, I felt more comfortable letting those go. So this was a very like smooth transition for me. So it felt like, and I think for a lot of people who maybe this is very new to them. They're not very risk adverse. This can be such a beautiful way. Like you guys, you don't have to like quit your job altogether to like start this life. It can be a very smooth transition. However, one of my clients, she was working nine to five and it was just like, it was not working. It was, it made her so miserable and she just really felt like she had no time to dedicate to the business. Right. But she wasn't ready to start her business full time. It was just, we were even just in the preliminary stages of like, okay, what is your passion? (laughs) Like, what is this business? So what I suggested was like, okay, I think you should quit this job because it's not providing you any joy. It's actually stripping you from everything that we kind of need energetically for you to build this business. And I don't really see like this, I can see this just keep going on for a really long time in this cycle of like having no time, energetically depleted, wanting to start this business, but no energy to do it. So my advice was like, let's quit. That's going to actually probably feel really freaking good because it's not serving you at all. Yeah. And let's find a beautiful aligned part-time job that will, you know, give you the income to keep you afloat. There's no like desperate energy around starting this business. And then in the interim, we can start and cultivate your business. But again, it's not out of like desperation or like your nervous system is like, ha ha ha. It's like, it's again, it can be very smooth. And I'm like, let's just manifest the perfect part-time job. I'm like, what would that look like? And she's like, well, I would like work online. You know, I'd work for a company that I actually like really believe in, um, you know, like 15 hours a week. And I'm like, great, write it all down, write that all down. And let's just manifest that. So she quit her job. She ended up manifesting this part-time job where she was a personal assistant for this. She's from Australia. So this like beautiful, um, like fitness influencer in Australia. So she was her PA or is her PA while she's starting her business. So it's like, there's so many ways that the universe is ready to support you in this leap. And you can, again, hindsight's 2020. So it's like, just focus on what you do want and what would be like the most nurturing, you know, leap for you. But also with the total intention of like, I am starting my own business. That is my full time thing. I am an entrepreneur, really getting into that mindset of like, like, you know, when I was even working three jobs, I, when people are like, oh, what do you do? I'm like, I own my own business. I wasn't like, oh, well, I serve in the evening. You know, <laughs> right. it's like my title was I am an entrepreneur. I own my business. And that's what I'm declaring that I am. Um, yes. And the two most powerful words in the English language are I am. So use that to your advantage. And, you know, if you have to have a part-time job for a of time, that doesn't mean that you're not going to be successful. That doesn't mean anything about you, actually. It just means that it's kind of like what you have to do, but it's a means to an end. Completely. So I would say for anyone, you know, in the midst of like curate the most beautiful, nurturing, you know, leap for you. Um, but also knowing it doesn't mean that you're going to like walk off the cliff and like have a next step there. It's like, there does need to be some sort of leap included because you need to prove to the universe that you are, you believe in yourself and you're ready for this, you know, or else you just stay in your comfort zone. And if nothing, nothing, no growth or like transformation comes in your comfort zone, it all comes out of taking that leap, getting out of your comfort zone. So it's kind of twofold, which is like, don't like shock your nervous system so much that you are paralyzed, Yeah. but there needs to be that aspect of the leap to really, your body is like, okay, we're doing the damn thing. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's so good. And I think sometimes like we see pictures 
out in the world, whether it's like on Instagram or social media or wherever it might be of these perfect stories of someone just like nailing it so hard. And it's like, okay, that that's like what I want to happen. But the reality is there's oftentimes all these, all these like detours along the way. And I mean, you just spoke to it. It's like you were doing these part-time jobs while you were owning and declaring and fully embodying this life as an entrepreneur. And what happened on the other side of that, you are this incredibly inspiring picture of what so many people want to create. And your story is you took some of these moments along the way to continue to show yourself what was possible. And my story is is so similar. When I left my corporate job and moved across the ocean to the other, you know, side of the world. I did that for six months and I was working on this book project. And I also took a job along the way where I was working for an art gallery. I was going out and going to art fairs and art shows for this gallery. And what happened while I was doing that? Well, it enabled me to be able to work on my travel blog while I was working for this other company. So now here I am being paid to travel for another company. And I'm also getting to work on my own stuff. Was I declaring to the universe and or to anyone else, like I work for a gallery? No, I was saying, I write a travel blog. I'm building this business. These are the things that I'm doing. This is who I am. And I needed that proof along the way that I had it, that I owned it. Elizabeth Gilbert in the book, Big Magic talks about that too. She's like, when you are a writer, because that of course is her experience. She's like, you don't one day walk out the door, leave the job, sit down and write a novel. That's just often not how it, how it takes place. It's not how the muse finds you. And she says, I really don't advise it. I don't advise you to walk out the door of the job, shut that away. And then all of a sudden think you're going to write the next great novel, go through the practice of showing up, writing every day, committing to yourself. And at the same time, as you do that, continue to prove to yourself that that is in fact who you are, that you are a writer. And then when it's time and you've been paid for this job as a writer, now you can leave the job behind. And I think to your point, whatever way feels right for you is the way you've got to do it. Whatever feels good to you. So such good advice. Thank you for that. So I want to talk about some of your juiciest manifestations because there's been so many and it's something that you help to teach. Your mission is to inspire entrepreneurs to dream big and manifest their dream life. And you've obviously done that in your life. You've done it with your relationship, with your move from Canada to Bali, to friendships. You have a really amazing group of high vibe, abundant friends that support you. So how does one start to manifest on that level where it's relationships and friendships and big moves from places like Canada to Bali. What's your, what's your advice to start to get into that sort of practice? Again, such a good question. I think it really comes down to deserving this and believing that you are worthy of these things that you're manifesting. I think at the base of it all, that's really what it comes down to. I've I've been thinking about this a lot lately. I've been like reflecting on this a lot. And for me, I I started off in this journey of not feeling worthy of money, not feeling worthy of success, not feeling worthy of love, not feeling worthy of this dream life that I desired. And so the way that I, you know, got over, not got over that, but healed that was through rituals and through routines and through rewiring my subconscious mind. And honestly, I know it's so small, but my morning routine has been the thing that has changed everything for me. So that consistent practice and showing up for myself every single day has given me confidence in my ability to, you know, prove to myself that I can do what I say that I'm going to do. And, and in those practices, it has helped me shape who I am today. So what my morning routine looks like is that I'll wake up. I mean, it changes all the time because I'm a mini gen and I need to like have a little bit of, you know, excitement, <laughs> but yeah. So, but at the basis of it is like must have non-negotiable is like at least a 10 minute meditation, 
my journaling practice, which has probably been the most powerful, which is five gratitude statements, five I am statements, and then a little section of future self journaling or scripting. So writing out, you know, what I desire as if it already has happened and then some sort of movement. Um, You know, I've been really loving like just walking Pilates, like a really slow, juicy movement practice. And through those practices, that has been the thing that, you know, even in the beginning when I wasn't, you know, making as much or I wasn't, I was still living at home. It's like that has been the practice that has been consistent for the past, you know, three years. And those tools that I used in the beginning, you know, got me my first $10,000 a month. You know, it, it helped, it aligned me to manifest a villa in Bali, like owning a villa in Bali, you know, my relationship, friendships, healing, um, working through trauma, like it's such a simple practice. And I think it's almost so simple that you can look over it of like, oh, you know, what are five gratitude statements really going to change in your life? But I believe that your mornings make up your days and your days make up your weeks and your weeks make up your years, which end up making up your life. So this truly small practice at the beginning of every day really sets the foundation of your life. And I believe that when you can commit to yourself every single morning, show up to yourself for yourself every single morning. That is honestly one of the biggest gifts you can give yourself. And it's not going to happen overnight. Like you don't go to the gym once and expect to get abs, right? So why do we like expect to like, oh, I've meditated once. Why am I not like feeling so enlightened or, you know, having this shift? It's like, it happens through consistency. Um, And so when you commit to that practice every single day, you'll start to see the results. You'll start to notice, you'll start thinking differently. Your friends will be like, oh my God, Marley, you're, you know, have you been doing something? You, something feels different, you know, you're glowing, like, you know, oh my gosh, like people start to notice and cause you won't notice cause it's so small over time, but then you'll, you haven't seen someone for a while and they'll be like, oh my gosh, Marley, like what's going on? It's like, yeah, I've just been working on myself and that's, that can be something so small as a morning routine or, and just being grateful every morning and just checking in and having that like 10 minutes of meditation every morning. That for me, that one small thing is what I truly account to everything that I have today. Mm, So good. Everything. So good. It's, it's so simple too. It feels like sometimes we overwhelm ourselves with what we think our manifestation practice needs to look like and what our daily ritual practices need to look like. And what you're talking about is like five moments, five statements of gratitude, five statements of I am like that stuff can be done in just a few minutes, sitting down and getting quiet for 10 minutes. What would that look like over the course of your life? If you made that type of commitment and the reality is for most of us, there's 10 minutes of things that we do that whether it's an Instagram scroll when we first wake up and we're like not getting out of bed because we get like stuck to the phone or whatever it is that just takes us off the path for those moments of the day that if we replaced that stuff with exactly what you're talking about it would be a complete shift to the foundation of your life it's so powerful so true. And I heard Tony Robbins once say, like, if you don't have 30 minutes for you in your day, you don't have a life. And I was like, <laughs> you know, it hit me so deeply because I think immediately when we wake up and, and I still do this all the time, which is like, I'll make excuses of like, oh, well, I have this deadline or this person needs me. And it's like, and I'll, I'll notice my mind be like, oh, like, let's just skip over. And like, I don't have time or I don't have time for that, you know, in quotations. Um, where it's like, the thing is, is like, that's the one thing you should be prioritizing or like I should be prioritizing the most because that sets the foundation of my day and the trajectory of my life. So I think in those moments where we tell ourselves, oh, we don't have time for that. It's like, I think it's like taking a little bit of a audit of your life of like, well, what am I spending time? What am I spending time doing? You know, if that's scrolling on Instagram, watching Netflix, is that, is that really adding to your life and just reprioritizing of, okay, well, if I'm not feeling well, what am I, where am I spending my energy? Kind of like an energy audit. And 
where could I be spending my energy that would actually be filling my cup back up instead of constantly, you know, pouring into others. Mm. And like, and just notice how you feel after you do things. Like if you're scrolling on your phone, you get, you know, stuck in that loop, which happens to all of us. And then you like come out of that dark hole. It's been like 20 minutes. Do you feel energized after? Does that, are you feeling inspired? Are you feeling ready to go, you know, take on the day? Whereas like, I I know for me personally, I do not feel that way. I feel drained. I feel like I'm questioning everything. I'm like comparing myself, like, you know, all these negative things. Whereas like after a breath work or after a meditation, I'm like, woohoo, like, let's go. Like, so then it's like so obvious to me of like, okay, where should I be spending my time? And, and then I'll have those moments of like, of course I have time for this. I have to make time for this. It's a non-negotiable for me. Oh, so good. So good. So tell me about the concept of time freedom. What is time freedom and how do we start to achieve that idea of creating time freedom in our lives? Mm. For me, time freedom is being able to choose what you want to do when you want to do, right? And as a business coach, I really teach this in business. So As you can tell by my first story, my first business, I did not have time freedom in my business. You know, I built this business in a way that if I left, the business also left. I I was an employee of my business. And that's very common for a lot of businesses. You know, a lot of the clients that I first start with, that is like, like everyone builds a business that way because we think that we have to be in every part of the business for the business to be successful. And that's definitely was my mindset as well. However, there is another way. There is another way, which is the business can go bigger than you and you actually step into your entrepreneurial role. This is this is also a theory from something a book called The E-Myth. And he really talks about this, which is like, there's an entrepreneur, there's a manager, and then there's a the technician. And so I was a technician on my own business because I was actually doing the work. Um, and I was an entrepreneur. So I was having the big ideas, but then I was also actually like doing everything. Whereas an entrepreneur, a true entrepreneur has the big vision and then they have the people to integrate and do the technician work to say. So in this new rendition, this new business that I've started, you know, for the past year and a half, I've started with that knowledge of, okay, I want to create a life of freedom and time freedom. And that involves me stepping away, you know, making the proper systems and processes. And a lot of people are thinking, oh, well, I don't want to hire someone or right now I that's not in the budget. It's like, you don't need to hire someone to have time freedom. There's many tools and many strategies. So I think for someone who's just starting, you know, the way I know time freedom is through having, being an entrepreneur and owning a business that allows you to have this freedom. And for me, a lot of that looks like having that awareness of, okay, how can I step away and how can I delete, delegate and automate in areas of my business that I actually probably don't need to have my, you know, my hands in. And then when you start from that way, you know, I teach a lot of things in my courses and things like that, but when you can start to step away and allow the business to move on without you is when I believe time freedom, you know, right now my business, I only really need to work four hours a week. That's like, that's my nego- that's my non-negotiable four hours. And again, I'm not trying to be like the four hour work week because I've been an entrepreneur for, you know, over three years now. So I've gotten to this point and I'm not over here trying to be like, oh, you only need to work four hours a week to like make sure. lots of money. I don't attest to that story. I believe there is a lot of, there is work that needs to go in to make this a reality, but now being here, it's like, okay, you know, I was saying earlier, I was in a boot for the day, you know, doing this healing. And then after I didn't want to go back to Changu because I was like really enjoying being in a bud. So I just stayed here. And it's like, that's a life where like, I can just do live life on my own terms. If I want to stay in a boot for the night, I can. If I want to just sit in a cafe and read all day, I can. To me, that's time freedom and Fine. something that I was longing for for so long and why I'm also so passionate because I know what it feels like to be a prisoner in your own business and life. And now it's like, huh, okay, there is another way, you know? 
So good. And I think so oftentimes, I mean, I know this, people decide they want to start their own business because they're like, I will finally be free. And then they are completely chained to their business because they are not considering that thing that you said, which was delete, delegate, and automate. That is so incredibly powerful and important. And when you get to that place where you're able to look at your business and Give yourself space to delete what isn't necessary, delegate what you can, and then automate all the systems that you possibly can automate so that you get to just show up and share your gifts and be creative and shine your light. That's when you're really starting to win the game. And that can be really challenging because we think, especially when starting a business, I need to be really busy because if I'm not busy, then my business isn't growing and I'm not successful. But it's really like we need to be working to the opposite of that, which is finding a way to keep ourselves out of busyness so we can be in creative zone or gift sharing zone or whatever that might be for your business. Totally. I know no one can see me right now, but I'm just like nodding my head. (laughs) Um, Someone who I really look up to who is Gay Hendricks. He wrote the book, um, The Big Leap, but also... um, genius zone I actually I think it's genius zone um and he talks a lot about like being in your zone of genius and again I totally got tripped up in like okay well I have to be doing everything and like you said like working so hard because that's what will make me successful but the irony is is that if you can get in this sweet spot of your zone of genius and you're just in that that will actually be way more fulfilling that will be way more aligned and when you're in alignment and fulfillment like again like I've been saying like money and success as a byproduct so it's like I think we like a lot of us and and I was totally here which is like I felt like I was like pushing a boulder up a hill constantly I was like oh okay still gone we're still going like somehow I'm still doing this and like that was me as an entrepreneur like fully a visual whereas like there's also another way which is like literally pushing a boulder like down a hill to get that momentum and that is you being in your zone of genius and like living that life of fulfillment and that's why when I teach business like the first step is like well what's your passion you know what is that that thing that lights you up because the more you can be in that you know you're also an example of this like when you can step into that passion it's like the success is a byproduct and the success will find you, but you, as much as you can, you need to be getting into that zone of genius and that thing that lights you up. Because once you're there, it's like, I actually refer to it as like rainbow road, like literally in Mario Kart. <laughs> because when you get on that road, it's like pew, pew, pew. And it's like, there's, there is a way that is a option. It's like, but it is scary because it's, it's, we're so indoctrined that, you know, we have to work hard and like, you know, work 12 hours a day and, you know, all these things that is actually like, you know, deemed accepted, like actually praised in society, this hustle, totally. hustle culture, which is like, oh, good job, Marley, you're working so hard. And it's like, oh, wow. Like, I can't believe how hard you work. And like, you're getting so much done. And I was getting so praised for it. And it's like, yeah, but I'm exhausted. Like this, this can't be the only way. And I actually heard Gabrielle Bernstein say this the other day, which her prayer was like, show me a better way, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think subconsciously I was like, please show me a better way. Like there has to be a better way. So with this new business model that I teach, it's like, there is a better way. Like you don't have to be a prisoner to your business. You don't have to be, you know, working 12 hours a day just to get through the day, like get, on to the next day, you know, there, there really is another way. Mm, so good. So good. And so inspiring. And what's so apparent is how much you have just completely followed the inner guide and created your own way. And it's a way that's worked so beautifully for you. And now you're sharing that gift and sharing what works for you with other people who are then able to get on their own path and do this in a way that is really sustainable and exciting and full of abundance in all the ways, which is what we all really want. Um, Okay. So for people that are interested, tell us where they can find you and what sort of programs that you offer if they want more Marley in their life. Okay. Yes. Thank you. So I have Two, two programs that I offer. One is really diving into the money mindset work. So 
all the tools, all the strategies that I've, you know, implemented to quantum leap my um, financial reality, um, which is called Money Club. And then I also have my eight-week business accelerator called Freedom Club, which is how to live a life of time, location, financial freedom. So oh, yeah. if anyone here is listening and wanting support in that, you can just send me the the DM money or freedom if you're interested in the Freedom Club or Money Club, and I will chat with you, make sure it's a good fit for you. Um, and you can find me at Marley Rose Harris on Instagram. Um, I also have my own podcast, uh, which is the Money Mindset Manifestation Show, which Andy was just on. So we did a little podcast swap. So check out both episodes there. So fun. Um, and yeah, my website's also just marleyrose.ca. Awesome. Awesome. And last thing before you go, what is a mantra that you are living by right now? Okay, so for anyone who's coming here from my community, they're going to know what I'm going to say right now. <laughs> I literally want to get this tattooed on my forehead. If it's not a hell yes, it's a hell no. And that kind of goes with the theme of this episode today, which is really following into your intuition. And if it doesn't feel right, it's a hell no. You know, a lot of times we get these opportunities, things will come up and it's like, oh, well, I could do this. You know. I could have taken that corporate job, but it wasn't a hell yes. You know, I could have, you know, and, and certain things that are coming up right now where it's like, yeah, logically that probably is the right answer to do, but it's not a hell yes. And the hell yes is sometimes not the logical thought out answer, but that's where you can also really tap into your intuition and really access, okay, what is that thing for me? What is that thing that's going to light me up? And if you keep following hell yeses, your life is going to become a hell yes. So keep, I always, as much as I can, follow the hell, hell yeses, get rid of the hell no's. And that is a mantra that I live by because that kind of sets like the bumpers for me of navigating through life and what I get to say no to and what I say yes to. And so far it's worked out really well in my favor of creating this life that I have dreamed of for so long and just using that like point of navigation, kind of like a compass. And I come up to like the next thing I'm like, well, is this a hell yes or a hell no? I'm like, it's a hell no. Okay. I'm not saying yes to that. <laughs> and then, because also another big thing is that when you say yes to something that isn't a hell yes, you're actually saying no to the thing that is a hell yes. Um, so again, you might be losing, missing out on things by saying yes to things that aren't hell yeses. So that is my mantra that I live by and it's proven to work very well. Oh, so good. What a pleasure to spend this time with you. Thank you so much for being with me. I'm so glad we got to share with each other and be together on both this show, Your Woo Woo Best Friend, and over on your show too. And I feel like it's a start of a lot of just great connection and idea sharing. And I'll let you know when I'm in Bali and we'll, yes. we'll hang. Yeah. Yes. I can't wait. Thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun. Anytime, anytime. I'll talk to you again soon. Thanks, Marley. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you so much to Marley for joining me. Okay. How are you guys doing? How's it feeling? Here's a little personal update for me. I am, as I mentioned, starting wedding dress shopping this weekend. I have three of my best friends in town. Actually, two are already here, which has been so special. I also just got back from our retreat in New Orleans, started our newest class of Rituals of Manifestation, and I'm just really feeling like this month of June is going to be so, so juicy. Can't wait to share more about the whole wedding planning process. Let me know if you guys want to hear more about this process on the show. We have a wedding date set. We are moving along pretty quickly. We have a lot of other great things going on in our personal life that we didn't want to get too tied up with wedding planning taking over everything. And we've got the retreat house getting ready to open La Foray, which is our retreat house that we are going to be offering up in the forest about an hour and a half outside of LA. The beauty about this house is you're going to be able to create your own personal well-being retreat. And we're going to give you all sorts of tools and strategies of how to do that when you rent the retreat house. 
I encourage you, if you're interested, to get on the wait list because we're going to open the doors at the end of June. And I think it's going to book up really fast. And I feel like it's quite unique and special if I do say so myself. It's exactly the type of thing that I would want to rent if I were going on a little vacay. So I hope that you guys are excited and inspired to book a stay. Back to the wedding. If you want to know more, if you're interested, let me know. And we'll share some of the planning process and what that's all looking like as well. In the meantime, if you've loved this episode, as always, we invite you to share on social. It means the world to us. And leave us a review. Right now, if you leave us a review, you're entered into the contest to win $100 cash money, my honeys. Okay, with that, we are complete. I love you so much. Have a beautiful, beautiful rest of your day. Thank you for making this one of your favorite shows. The love is felt. The love is so received. See you again next week. Take care. Bye-bye.